How are y'all doing tonight? Alright. The topic tonight is um, we're never really alone when we think we are. Tonight we're going to talk about a woman who thought she was alone, but in reality she was about to meet this person who knew all about her. In John chapter 4, verse 3 says, when the, when the Lord learned of his of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now we we had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Shinar, near the plot of the ground Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus cried also as he was from the journey, sat down by the well, and it was the sixth hour. And the sixth hour was the, hot, the hottest time of the day. When a Samaritan woman came to draw from the water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples has, had gone in the town to buy food. And normally they would avoid Samaria, try to go around it. But this particular day, they intentionally went through Samaria after traveling. Jesus and his disciples went in the city to buy food. And Jesus came up to the well, the, the, the sixth hour of the day, the hottest part. And um, the Samaritan woman wanted to hide, so she went to the hottest part of the day where she knew everybody wouldn't be out, so she went to the well because she wanted to hide. And as she went to draw from the water, Jesus said, give me a drink. Verse 9 says, the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For the Jews do not associate with the Samaritans. Jesus answered to her, If you knew the gift of God, who it is that that asked you for a drink, you would have to ask him, and he would give you he has given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw from the well with and is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and the and drink from it and as he also did his sons and his flock and herds. The shamed woman was surprised that Jesus asked for a drink because the Jews are not supposed they don't talk to the Samaritan people. And she even asked him, how are you going get to the, get the water? You don't have a bucket. You don't have anything to get it with. You can't get it with your hands. It'll go straight through them. Have you ever been working outside or running or, and you get really hot and you start sweating and you just want something to drink and just that you just want some water and you want more? But Jesus has something to us. They'll cause us to never thirst again. 
and we read on, and verse 15 says, The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirst. So I won't get thirst, thirsty. And have to keep coming to draw water from this well. He told her, Call your husband and come back. I have no husband. She replied, Jesus said to her, You're right. When you say you have no husband, the, the fact is you've had five husbands. And now, have now you have, it's the guy you have now is not your husband. What you have, what, what have you, this is the woman talking here. It says, what you have just said is true. Sir said, I can now see you, that you are a prophet. Now the hidden sins are coming out. The woman was honest. She says, yes, I have had five, five, five husbands. And yes, the man I'm with now is not my husband. And the lonely and ashamed woman was now trying to find out who she was really talking to. She, she wasn't quite sure who she was talking to. But he knew and he called her out on her past. And he, Jews don't talk to them. Samaritan, so how would he know? How would he know who she is? That's what she was thinking. And then, so let's go back to verse 20 and see what, who she's really talking to. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim this place where we must work, worship in Jerusalem. Jesus declared, believe me, Woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor Jerusalem. You Samaritan worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation. And from the Jews, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit for truth. For they are kind and worship the Father, Father's seekers. God's Spirit and His worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth, the woman said. I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. And when He comes, He will explain everything to us, Jesus declared. I who speak to you am, am He. The woman had an idea that the Messiah was coming, but she didn't have an idea who he was talking to. It goes on to tell us that the the woman dropped her bucket on the ground. She didn't just lay it down. She was she was excited. She dropped that bucket on the ground. And remember, she wanted to hide from these people in that town. She went back to that town. She ran and told them, remember, she wanted to hide from them. And then she... She, the Samaritan people, she told them, and then they went back out of the town to that well, and they, a lot of them got saved. What Are you that woman, that well, that's hiding from God? You're hiding there, and you don't want, you don't, maybe you've been saved before, but you don't go to that town and tell others like you're supposed to. You don't. 
just come to church, set in that back pew. Don't spread the word. You just hide. You come to church occasionally when you want to. And you just want to just go with the flow. Just want to be the average person. The person that goes to parties on, on Saturday nights and get up and go to church on Sundays. The, the person that when you leave here tonight, you're going to go and be a di- completely different person. You're not going to act like you act at church. You're not going to go home and read your Bible. You're not going to go out on the streets and spread the word. You're not going to be like this woman and drop your bucket where you're at. Drop your worries. And you're not going to run to that town. But that thirst that God gives up, he can make all that stuff go away. And we won't thirst for that stuff we, like those addictions we have. We won't thirst to do bad stuff anymore. We won't thirst to hang out with that crowd no more. Because that God's love and grace when he sent his son down the cross, it covered that for all of us. He died for our sins, and his grace covers that. No matter what you're going through, drop your bucket down. Run to the town and tell people about God. Maybe you haven't accepted Christ. It don't matter how old you are. It don't matter if you're 10 or you're 100. It's never too late, but just drop your worries down. That bucket, drop it down on the ground and call out to him. It's that simple. You just have to do one thing, and that is just give up your life, give your life to him. He's just waiting. He's waiting for you to say, I'm yours. Do what you want me to do with you. He's waiting. He's always going to be there. Sometimes you put him in your pocket. There's a little thing that Seth was talking about one time. It's called a pocket Jesus. It's this little thing. Sometimes we tend to do that. We'll stick that little Jesus in our pocket, and we won't take it out unless we need him when we're in a bad situation. If you get that little pocket Jesus out at school, it'll make a difference. It will. There's been some stuff going on at my school. Kids getting caught with drugs. It's just, they're hanging out with the wrong people. They could be real good people, but they just chose the rougher crowds. And we have to drop that bucket down and go and tell them. And get that pocket Jesus out at school and go tell them. And you sometimes it's not always easy being the godly guy at school. It's not, trust me, I know, it's not always easy. You get picked on sometimes, but you know, you just dust off, you'll be all right. You get through it. Just, when you're sitting, sitting there and you can just tell somebody's convicted, you just go pray with them. A couple years back, I was at uh, CVS, and this guy walked in, he was just breathing really, really, really hard, and he was just, he just couldn't get a breath. He was probably in his late 70s or so. He just couldn't get his breath. I said, sir, can I pray with you? He said, yeah, you can. Thank you. So I prayed with him. 
right there in CVS, right where you get your get your pictures made, and uh, I prayed for him, and then right when I got done praying, he got his breath back. It was amazing, and his wife hugged me and said, thank you, you don't know how much that means to me. It's just, being obedient to God gives such great rewards, but the thing is, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It's hard. It's tough being a Christian because that thing down there called the devil, he's going to tempt you. He's going to throw things at your feet that he knows that you'll be tempted to do, but you have that God that will protect you. And no matter what you've done, since he died on, since he sent his son to die on the cross for you, no, no matter what you've done, it don't matter how bad the sin is, God's grace covers that. No matter what. And this thing right here called the Bible is a study guide to life. Study guide to life. You name it, somebody in the Bible's went through it. When you become a Christian, you get this feeling. You get this joy that you've never felt before. You just feel 50 pounds lighter. Like you have no worries. But then that feeling kind of goes away sometimes. And when that goes away, you want to go back to your old life. You want to go do the stuff you do. You kind of start missing it. But when you start feeling that feeling, you go open that, that guide to life. And you pray. And he will put you back on track no matter what. When you start veering off, when you start veering off the road, He's always there. And, but that thing down there will tempt you all the time. Um, he's here to kill, steal, and to destroy. Um, I used to get picked on a lot. And it used to drive me crazy. And I just, I just prayed and hoped that it would get better. And it finally did. But I didn't give up. I kept my eyes on him. I veered off. I got back on the road. And now I've been preaching all over the place. <laughs> From Sand Rock to uh, ball play and everywhere. I actually did here Wednesday night. I found Two o'clock that day that I was <laughs> that I was going to speak, but you know I did it. It was all right. It went good. You just got to be obedient to God and just just drop your bucket down and go tell others. Drop your bucket down and come to know Him. Ask Him into your life and be obedient to Him. Just never stray from this and. Know that when you do stray, he's always there wanting to pick you back up and set you back on the right path. He's always there to help you when, you when you're feeling down, when you're feeling like you ain't got nobody. He's always there to comfort you. When you're having a rough day at work or school, you, you workers, you, people you work with is getting on your nerves or you're working in a business and your customers to drive you crazy. You're about to pull your hair out. You just go to your desk. Or at school when you're getting 
and kids, whoo, they're driving you crazy. You just want to go home and take a nap. Or there's a kid talking back to you or something, you want to pop them one good time. Or there's just people messing with you. You open up this Bible or you pray. He'll take those words right away. He won't, he'll take that away where you don't want to pop that kid upside the face. Or you don't want to backhand your co-workers or your employees. He'll take that away. Just never stray away. And if you do, pick your bucket up, fill it back up with water, and you'll be alright. I'm going to do a closing prayer, and then that'll be it. Dear Lord, I come here today, Lord. Just um, go throughout with us the rest of the week, Lord. And Lord, fill our buckets back up with water, Lord. And just go throughout with, out the week with us. And help us be prepared for what's going to go before us. Help us get, fill that bucket up with your spirit, Lord. And help us go into the, the town and tell others about you. And help us be more like you. I ask all these things in your name. Amen.